I wanted to uh, bring in Scott Bauer, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy. He's joining us this morning to talk financial markets. Scott, uh, before we get into the dollar rates and some of the other foreign currencies, I want to get your thoughts on the market in general. The indices appear to be in a bit of a holding pattern. The ES hanging out, well, in the range that was established last month. We started off the show looking at a holding below 4,300, up above 38. Uh, kind of a reflection of how investors are coming to grips with higher rate environment and the impact that could have on the economy. Absolutely, Ben. And, and, and if anything, I still think that it, there is a bias to the downside. I think there's a, a lot of caution out there. But this Friday could be a big number. You know, we, yeah. we, you and I always talk about individual economic reports and how maybe one report doesn't necessarily, you know, set the trend. But this CPI report coming up on Friday, this one could really be a telltale for getting out of this range or maybe gravitating towards one end or the other of this range that you were just talking about. If, if this is a hot number again, and maybe it shows that you know inflation hasn't peaked, boy, we, we could really be in for you know a move to the downside here. Yet, if we get a different number, maybe with a seven handle on that hmm. CPI, then we could you know maybe gravitate towards that upper end of the range. But I think until Friday, we are gonna sit smack dab with a lot of chop in that range. Uh, Scott, do you see this as a potential catalyst for the dollar as well? It's been coming off that 105 area, but it does seem as if the uh, real push here, I like to say the tail's wagging the dog in this instance, the euro currency kind of firming up. The euro has firmed up off of those lows, but I, I definitely would not discount or count out the dollar just yet. The 105, boy, we ran up to that real quickly here, but just as we were talking about ranges in the S&P, I think we've established you know, somewhat of a new range in the dollar, probably, you know, 101 and a half-ish, maybe up to 104 or so. So I, I think, you know, if, you, if you're talking about, you know, a buy the dip mentality, maybe, I think you got to do that with the dollar right now because the trend to me still is to the upside. Here's a look at the U.S. dollar and that range that Scott just mentioned. Uh, you can see, again, where we're hanging out, 101.50-ish to 105. Oh, six. And then the other thing I think is important here uh, is just to kind of reference that well-defined inverse correlation here. Again, uh, we've got uh, the dollar uh, rallying here on the left. You can see it in the euro currency on the right. In this instance, the euro recently coming off the 103 handle up to 108, and it's kind of holding or establishing a bit of a range as well. Scott, talk to me about uh, overnight RBA, uh, a bit of a surprise, I guess, for some, up a half a percent. They were expected to raise, but from 0 0.35 to 0 0.85, basically uh, in their statement, they said, uh, you know, COVID disruptions. They talk about supply chain constraints, uh, you war on Ukraine ultimately, and how this was impacting inflation. And uh, basically they're trying to get ahead of it. Well, I don't know if they're getting ahead of it so much, Ben, as they are maybe catching up to, mm. to the U.S. and maybe some of the other currencies and economies in the world because, you know, they've been one of the holdouts. And, and it's about time that they're catching up here and they're realizing that, you know, there are, all, there, there are these overhangs to the market. There are these, these massive headwinds to the market and they've got to start doing something about it. So, you know, I think, it, you know, to me, it was the appropriate move. And, and there's probably more to come, unfortunately. Scott, um, another currency that's been kind of standing out this week, the yen to a new 20-year low against the U.S. dollar. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't know what to make of the yen weakness here, especially as the dollar has come off a little bit from those yeah. 105 yeah. highs. I mean, 
the, the, this is a little bit of a head scratcher to me. Unrelenting. More, exactly. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe more reinforcement of that trend of the dollar to the upside here. But 20-year lows here, you think that you'd maybe get some dip buyers, some some technical buyers coming in here. It's just not happening. But you can understand why. I mean, when you talk about, uh, as you just pointed to, uh, central bankers having to be yes. a bit more aggressive, the expectations that they're going to be. Again, the RBA just overnight, the ECB, well, not expected to raise rates this week. They are expected to announce bond purchase and end to the purchase program. But uh, here, again, a complete different scenario when you talk about yep. what's playing out in terms of Asia. Absolutely. And they're just, you know, they're, they're standing pat and, yeah. and it is, it is reflective in their currency. There's no question about it. Scott, were you caught up in this whole uh, prime minister, this Boris Johnson vote of confidence uh, story that was playing out overnight into this morning? Uh, honestly, no. And I'm glad <laughs> that I wasn't. Too, too many other things, things going on. That, that things going on. Uh, you know, I saw that he passed with, with, yeah. you know, less, confidence yeah slim margin was expected yeah. a very slim margin which obviously doesn't give a lot of confidence to the economy or even you know just maybe the the, the general sense of consumer confidence there Scott, let's talk a little bit about rates here in the U.S. Uh, speaking of in a bit of a holding pattern as of recent and uh, well, the dollar or the two uh, very closely tied more so as I've been saying over the last few months yeah. and they have been over the last few years. What are you watching there? And again, in this central bank environment that we're uh, faced with higher rates to come, uh, expectations that are going to be a lot less accommodative in the months to come. Where do we see rates in the weeks and months to come going? They will be, and, and and you know when we saw the ten year you know get smacked down to the two six two seven range or so, just as quickly as it had risen up, you know to the three twenty three twenty five range, that was a, a head scratcher as well. So this three percent number that when we first hit it, you know weeks ago, that was really a shock, if you will, or a psychological impact to investors and to the marketplace. It's now becoming more accepted. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's as much of a shock here. But the upper end of what we saw, that 325-ish or so, mm -hmm. if we start to gravitate towards that, Ben, if we start to break out through there, that could send some shockwaves into the marketplace here. But like you said, you know, it's going to be unrelenting here from the Fed, in my opinion, over the next few meetings or so. And so the expectation should be for higher rates. But I think all in all, though, the market has done a pretty good job of accepting these rates. Now, that doesn't mean the, the consumer has. That doesn't mean that, you know, you and I and everybody else going to, to shop or looking to spend money. That doesn't mean we've accepted it, but the market has accepted it pretty well. Uh, speaking of you, you said the smackdown in terms of the TNX, the 2.6, 2.7. Bitcoin has, uh, well, been on the ropes as of recent I guess the best way of putting it kind of uh, uh, on the mat, so to say, really having a hard time getting any lift off this 30,000 level, but really at this point still is yet to open up the door to the downside. What does it tell you to see price holding at this lower extreme here, Scott, and, well, just kind of teetering on the edge of one could call the abyss in many ways? Fragile at yeah. best, absolutely. I, I think you your description of on the ropes is really a good one because – Every little rally here, and we saw it yesterday, where Bitcoin traded, what, 31.5 almost. Mm -hmm. Every little rally here is just being met with sellers yeah. and met with short sellers. Short-lived. And, and very short-lived. Yeah. And it is a reflection of rates at this point. Okay. It, it really is. And the, like you said, I think Bitcoin is on the ropes, and it's going to take a lot to get this thing rallying again. 
Bitcoin here um, coming off, as you can see, the 69,000 highs uh, right when the NASDAQ topped out back in November of last year. Uh, again, it's been under pressure since here. One of my, well, chart of the days for the last two, three uh, sessions, it seems like here. We've been keeping an eye on this lower level here and the potential for a breakout. Scott, um, talk to me in terms of, you mentioned CPI coming our way uh, uh, Friday and how that's a focal point here. In terms of some of the others, uh, that you're dialed in on this week, kind of a light week in terms of economic data. We just recently had our uh, import-export numbers here, not a big mover here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, I've been looking at some of the eco data overnight, some weakness in some of the euro numbers, but the UK seemed kind of strong. Just sort of a mixed bag as the market, again, is in this bit of a holding pattern, sort of awaiting uh, for that next catalyst in many ways. It, it is a mixed bag. And the other big report, which, which we get out on Friday, is consumer confidence. And I don't expect it to have upticked at all from where it's been, and it's been you know, trending lower and lower. And then you look at a report like what we got out of Target this morning, and, and that does not exude confidence for, for the total economy or for the marketplace here. So like you said, it's a light week, but those two numbers on Friday, CPI being the bigger one, that's really what I'm focused on. You know, and then lastly, Scott, you mentioned Target here, and I think this is important to point out. One of the things I've uh, been trying to bring to our viewers' attention is the fact that, uh, you know, in addition to these headwinds that we're seeing from a, our discussion, we've talked about rates and some of the other factors uh, consumers, central bankers have been faced with. Uh, we have a situation where it seems like earnings, quarterly results this time around failed to ignite or excite and in many ways, at times, actually kind of added to that headwind, where in the past, into the end of last year, for example, we really saw investors able to shrug off some of the unknowns, the concerns, whether it was tried to take trade wars or, uh, again, higher rates, expectations that they were going to come. But in this instance, it seems like as of recent, they've now sort of just added to the unease. So, Ben, I think there's a lot of psychology that plays into that, because in the past, when we've seen, you know, somebody be, being able to shrug that off, mm -hmm. There's always been kind of, if you will, maybe a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. We're here 24-7. Investors are just being pounded with how bad things are between rates, inflation, the war in Ukraine. There just doesn't mm -hmm. seem to be like you know, that. Th that light at the end of the tunnel yeah. right now. Well, maybe the light's at the end of the tunnel, Scott, just we haven't come around the turn yet and we're able to see it. Uh, if it I is, hope that's what it is. In theory, again, if it's around the turn, it would still seem very dark ahead, but it could be nearer than we think. Scott, I appreciate that. A good analogy. I like that. And a great breakdown here, talking financials here with Scott Bowery, the CEO of Prosper Trading Academy.